Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features three episodes of Captain Midnight. Each one is only about 10 to 15 minutes long, and they're serialized, so you need more than one episode to get the feel for the program. They all aired in the 1940s. Monday through Friday at the same time by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Choppers and Dealers. The Skelly Oil Company, you know, was the originator of tailor-made gasoline. But now, here's a special tip for the fellows and girls who have not already joined Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. You'd better hurry up and join at once because there's a big adventure ahead. There's a real job ahead of us helping Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan and our good friend Captain Midnight himself in a thrilling mystery. And every flight patrol member can take part in it when the time comes. But the thing to do now is to get started. Because we're going to have not only barrels of fun, but loads of free gifts and prizes, too, for every member of Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. Now, here's what you get as soon as you join. First, you get your official junior pilot's application card. And besides that, a burnished bronze medal of membership that's different from any club tin or button you ever saw. On the front, just like on a real Medal of Honor, are the faces of Captain Midnight and Chuck and Patsy, and also the mysterious secret password that only flight patrol members themselves can tell the meaning of. But that's not all. On this medal is a three-blade airplane propeller that will spin like a top. On the other side is the face of a mystic midnight clock. You look to see where the hands of the clock are pointing when they stop spinning. It helps you decide things like who goes to the store for mother or who's captain of the team. Why, say you use the spinning medal a hundred different ways. But most important, this medal proves you're a member of the new 1940 Flight Patrol. You see, only members can take part in the big adventure ahead and get all the other free gifts that are coming. So you'll want to join and get your medal of membership right away. But now, and here's the best part of all. It doesn't cost you a single penny. No box tops or seals or anything. Here's all you do. Just have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station and tell your Skelly man you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol. He'll give you your official application card right away. And he'll send right in to Skelly headquarters for your free medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious secret password. But hurry now, won't you? See your friendly Skelly man and join the new 1940 flight patrol tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. Fortune, good and bad, is helping and hurting Captain Midnight and his friends. In the upper end of the valley, on the outskirts of the vast Pareda estate, now controlled illegally by Ivan Sharp, Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey rescued a hard-pressed fugitive from his pursuers, who, after he was revived, whispered that his name is Juan Pareda. Our scene today is again with Pareda, shortly after he regained consciousness. Chuck is speaking. You're Juan Pareda? Yes, senor. I am Juan Pareda. Juan Pareda. I see it, Chuck. I see the whole thing now. 
You are Major Barry Steele? Red, he must know Major Steele. No, he doesn't, Chucker. He wouldn't ask. You, uh, you were expecting Major Steele? No, Senor. I did not hope for such good luck. But you knew his name. I do not understand. Well, do you know of him? Si, Senor. Major Steele. He was a good friend of my wife, Senora Pereira. That's what Major Steele told us. But, uh, Senor Pereira, why did you mention Major Steele's name? My daughter, Dolores. She wanted to write letters to Major Steele. But then... I do not see her anymore. Well, what happened to her? I do not know, Senor. I am very much afraid I will never see her again. Mm, gosh, Red, that's terrible. Uh, we've got to get his story, Chuck, but I'm afraid he's too weak to tell it. What do you say, Senor? Oh, uh, listen, Senor Pareto. My friend and I wish to help you. That is good, Senor. I need help very much. I'm afraid he's going to faint, Red. He doesn't look very well. Yes, I feel very sick, Senor. My lips, they are so dry. Please. I lift my water. Yes, uh, quick, Chuck. Uh, give him some more water. Tip your helmet up there so he can drink. Hurry. There you are, senor. Ah, that is so good. Oh, gee, Red, that's helping a lot. Yes, you better have uh, some more water, senor. Please, a little bit more. Come there on. you are. Is that enough? That is plenty. Oh, wait. Uh, don't throw that water away, Chuck. I'm going to wring my handkerchief out. I didn't wipe his face. Okay, Red, here you are. Hold it there. Ah, okay, Chuck. You can throw the rest away now. Right. Ah, senor. Now I feel back. Gee, he's coming along swell. Yes, you bet. Uh, do you feel like sitting up? Si, senor. Let's move him back a little so he can rest against the trunk of the tree. Oh, well, that's the ticket. Here, uh, get on this other side. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Easy now. Uh, there now. Well, thank you so much. I feel much better now. Do you feel like talking, senor? Si, senor. I will be myself very soon. I, uh, I couldn't help seeing your back, senor. You have been wounded. You see my back? Then you can guess. They look like the marks of a whip. See, si, senor. I have been whipped. Just like you would whip some beast. But they have not broken me. They can never break the spirit of a Pereira. I can see that, senor. But uh, tell me why you were beaten. It is a long story, senor. I do not know. Oh, now, wait. We are friends of Major Barry Steele. We're here to help you. You mustn't be afraid to tell us your trouble. Tell me. What do you call yourself? What are your names? My young friend here is Chuck Ramsey. As for me, my name doesn't matter. But, senor, how shall I address you? I am known as Captain Midnight. El Capitan Midnight? The blackness of the night. What a strange name. It is not one of my own choosing, senor. The name, it does not matter. The man, he counts very much. You, you will trust us, then? See, si, I will trust you. But I must warn you, we are all in danger. Enemies surround us. Yes, we found that out all right. And let me remind you, Chuck, keep your eyes open. I'm watching all around us, Red. Good. Your young friend, Chuck, he is very much on the alert. Yes, senor. And Chuck has keen eyes. He'll see any enemies which may approach. Good. Then I will begin. My name is Pereira, senor. And my family have lived in this valley for many years. Close to my hacienda, there is a small chapel and a graveyard. And on one stone, which is crumbling with age, you will see the numerals one, six, Five, one. Blazing beacons. The year 1651. See, si. in that grave lie the bones of Francisco Pereira, who was a mighty general in the Imperial Army of Spain. This land was given him by the king. An original Spanish land, Vander. That is right, senor. The Pereira family owned this valley and many others nearby. It's a beautiful place, senor. Nowhere in the world is there such a valley, senor. I love it as my family before has loved it. Well, uh, when did the present trouble start? A month ago, senor. But I wish to explain something. Yes? When I was a young man, I studied in the university in Spain. And there, studying music, was a beautiful American girl. 
I married her, Senor, and brought her back with me to the valley. She was a very good friend of Major Barry Steele and his wife. Is that not so? That is true, Senor. I see. I did not have the pleasure of meeting Major Steele and his senora. To be truthful, I did not like to leave this valley. But my wife, she had the desire that our daughter should study in her mother's country. So I sent her to school in Washington. And there she became well acquainted with Major and Mrs. Steele. Si, senor. She visited at the home many times. Senor Parader, she's not living now? No, senor. Two years ago, she died. She go on to the better world. I am very sorry, senor. Life is not the same now, senor. But then, she must all be brave. I still had my beautiful Dolores, but now she too is gone. You, you mean she's dead? I do not know. But if they have made her suffer as I have, I hope, senor, she is dead. Well, who do you mean by they? I am coming to that. About a month ago, we had visitors in this valley, a thing which is very rare. Who were these visitors? They were Americanos, senor, like yourself. But they were different, very different. You are good and honorable, but they, they are pins. Well, then, uh, just a minute. How did these visitors arrive? They arrived from the air, senor, just as you. Uh. They had an airplane with a big cabin, and they come down and land, and they say they have the engine trouble. Uh-oh. They pretended to have a forced landing. See, that is the name they call it. So, since they say they are Americanos, I make them come into my hacienda. I treat them as the honored guests. What were their names? The names, senor, I remember that very well. There was a father and his daughter... He says his name is Singer Douglas Chadwick, and she is the Singerita Chadwick. Reason, Beacon's Red. That was Ivan Shark and his daughter Fury. Yes, Chuck, I'm sure of it. When I see you fly the black plane, I'm very much afraid. I do not think you will help me. But then, when you fire the gun at my enemies, my hope becomes very strong. Well, you see, Senor, this black plane is not the one we came in. Oh, but never mind. I'll explain that to you later. Very good, Senor. I will go ahead with my story. Yes, please do. I raised a very big herd of cattle. Thousands upon thousands. This singer Chadwick, he becomes very much interested in my cattle. And he likes this valley very much. The dirty crook. We always have some trouble, Senor. There are bad men in these mountains, and they sometimes steal my cattle. So, Senor Chadwick, he tells me I should guard my cattle with airplanes. So you bought some airplanes? See, si. This singer Chadwick, he says he has the connection. He can buy the airplanes for me, so I signed a contract with him. Also, the senor Chadwick, he has the radio on his airplane. He sent the order for me. Yeah, this is running true to form, Chuck. Sounds just like one of Ivan Shark's tricks. And then, very soon, the airplanes arrive. There are very many pilots and very many mechanos. But these men are very bad, senor. I look at them and I know, and my heart becomes very troubled. And you had good cause to be. Well, then what happened? The senor Chadwick, he's very clever. Some of my people talk, and he finds out I have a fortune, besides the lands and cattle. Well, what kind of a fortune? Well, that is, if I may ask. I will tell you, senor, because I can trust you. This fortune is in precious stones of great richness. Did Chadwick get hold of them? No, senor. That is why you see the marks of the whip upon my back. He does not know, and he never will. But you are my friend. I will no, tell No, no, no. Please, senor Ferreira. Don't tell me. Keep it always to yourself. Si, senor. Perhaps... That is battle after all. Now, um, what did Chadwick do? He was your guest. Well, how did he... That I will tell you. When I signed the contract with Senor Chadwick, I trust what he says. I do not read all the words carefully. But after the airplanes arrive, he comes to me and demands a big sum of money. A hundred times bigger than I have agreed to. Then he shows me the contract. And I see I've been tricked. Can you imagine that? Then I lose my temper. I say, you talk of an Americano, you get off. You take your airplanes and you go. And do not come back again. Yes, and then? This man, excuse me. My daughter, Dolores, she disappeared. 
The single shot which he tells me Dolores will be killed unless I write the letter he demands. I'm beside myself. I do not know what to do. I write the letter. I ask for Dolores, but I do not see her. I'm taken away to the black cave. They ask me for my jewels, my fortune. And when I do not reply, they whip me. It seems incredible, Red. I just can't believe it. Wait a minute. Uh, We've got to act now, and we've got to act quick. Now, listen, Senor Pareto. We must have some help. Are there any of your people who can help us? Some of my best men have fled to the mountains, but I believe I can find them. Oh, that's splendid. We must find them at once. Unless, Senor, this Chadwick has found and killed them. Well, that fiend of a shark, I'll... Listen, Red. It's a plane, Chuck. There it is. A black one. Flying directly this way. Quick. Get behind that machine gun in the rear cockpit and get ready for action. Well, Senor Juan Pereira has told a pitiful story. The fiendish Ivan Shark is running through the form. But at the moment, Captain Midnight and his friends are in an extremely dangerous predicament. It looks as if they'll have enough to do to save themselves, let alone helping Senor Pereira. What will the resourceful Captain Midnight do? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. Now an important word to you fellas and girls. You don't want to be left out when the big adventure comes, do you? You don't want to miss out on all the free gifts and prizes that are coming. So get your official application card in Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol right away. And have your Skelly Man send in for your free Medal of Membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious secret password. Remember, it doesn't cost you a cent. Not even a penny for a cent. Here's all you do. Have Mother or Dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight. Tell your Skelly Man that you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol. And he'll do the rest. Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Until tomorrow, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing!
And only those who are members will have the clues that are needed to figure out what it means. But wait, here's the most exciting feature of all. This new secret medal of membership has a three-blade spinning propeller on it. You spin it whenever you want to decide something, like who's going to be the first in any game, or who's going to wipe the dishes for mother, or who's to be captain of the team. Why, there must be a hundred different games you can play with this new spinning propeller medal. Boy, every fella and girl in town will wish they had one when they see yours. But now, here's how you can get one absolutely free. Just have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station and tell your Skelly man that you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol. He'll give you your junior pilot's application card right away, and he'll send right in to Skelly headquarters for your spinning propeller medal of membership. That's all you do. You don't need any box tops or seals or package wrappers or anything else. You just see your Skelly man, and he'll fix you all up without one penny of cost to you. So have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight and join Captain Midnight's 1940 flight patrol. And now to Captain Midnight. Yesterday, you remember, Juan Pareda, owner of a vast estate with thousands of cattle, told Captain Midnight and Chuck how Avon Shark, his daughter Fury, and his henchmen have taken his estate away from him. Shark also tortured Pareda to try to make him reveal the location of priceless family heirlooms. Just as he was finishing his story, the drone of a plane was heard. Our scene today continues. The plane comes closer, and Captain Midnight commands sharply... It's a black plane, Chuck. Run the bar ship and jump into the rear cockpit. Okay, Red. I'll be there. Okay, enemy dives this way. Get a boy with your machine gun. Is that our Red? Right. That is one of Senor Chadwick's planes. They're all black, like the one you captured. Yes, Senor, I know. How do you feel now? I feel much better, Senor. So, can you walk? Surely, Senor. Oh, here, wait. Give me your hand. I'll pull you up. You are very kind. Now you're on your feet. My knees. They're a little weak, but I will be all right. Watch yourself. This fellow's driving. Come, Senor, come. Let's get to the plane. It'll be safer there. But the pilot in the sky, he will use that for plane. Don't worry about that. We'll beat him off. We've got to be ready to take off if necessary. He's getting closer. Shall I fire? Yes, Chuck. Yes, give him a first. Well, that should make a swell landing field. Very well, senor. We will fly there. 
Are you sure you can find your way? See, I am certain. All my life I have haunted and chased from these mountains and valleys. I could find my way around them with the blindfold over the eyes. Good, let's go. I'll help you in the rear cockpit with Chuck. Here, let me pick her up. Thank you. There you are. Oh, gee, Red. We'll be carrying more weight than we should. It'll be bad if we have to fight any of those other planes in the air. Yes, I realize that, Chuck. We'll have to make up in marksmanship what we lack in maneuverability. Well, I'll jump into the front cockpit and get the engine started. Well, we're all set any time. All right. Here goes the starter. They have, Lance. It is a wonderful machine. I like it very much. So do we, senor. I don't know what we'd do without one. We're going to taxi out of ways, Chuck, and then take off to the north. All clear, Jack? All clear, Red. We're off. And now, our scene changes. To the south and east, there is a steep hill. And on the top of this hill is a rocky knoll, which overlooks the whole valley. At this point stands Ivan Shark, looking through a pair of powerful binoculars. Attending him are Fury Shark and Fang. Listen as Fury asks. Can you see the plane, Father? Yes, Fury. I see it very clearly. I'm Griff should be here very soon, Master. He will be, Fang. Is the plane's propeller turning, Father? Huh? No, Fury. The plane stands with the propeller idle. Can you see anyone near? Just one moment, daughter. I must study this carefully. For what reason did the plane land down Please, there? Please, my dear Fury, do not interrupt me. Ah, now I see. There are three men. One is standing and his head keeps turning. He is evidently on guard. Another one is kneeling, probably talking to the third who is sitting on the ground with his back against the tree. Undoubtedly, he will be Senor Pareda. Yeah, it is he. There can be no doubt. And the other two? I cannot see the kneeling man very well. But the one standing up... Yes. Yes, he is Chuck Ramsey. Yeah, surely. That's settles it. The other one he must be Captain Midnight. I believe you are right. Captain Midnight. What could have brought him here? <laughs> My dear Fury, you are falling down badly. There is only one magnet that draws the mysterious Captain Midnight here. It is the great Iron Shark. Well said, Fang. But what are we going to do, Father? Are we going to stand here idle and allow our enemies to plot against us? As always, Fury, you are too impatient. Have you not learned your lesson by this time? Have you not observed me often enough to know there is a proper time for action and a proper time for inaction? Observe the beasts of the jungle. Are they leaping continually? What do you say, Fang? You were with me in India. Great jungle beasts spend much time in watchful waiting. Did you hear that, Fury? The clever one spends his time in setting the trap and then waiting while his enemies fall into it. Are you laying the trap now for Captain Midnight? For if you are, it had better be a good one. Because by this time, that old fool of a parader will have told Captain Midnight his story. And what difference will that make? For once, Captain Midnight has overstepped himself. This time, he is not fighting me on his own ground. He does not have a powerful force to aid him. I tell you, Fury, this time there shall be no mistake. Captain Midnight will never leave this valley alive. Look, Master, look. So I see things. That must be Von Grimm. You wish to get Sanderson, too, but I do not see a second plane. Fast now, we have no more trouble. See? Von Grimm dives on Captain Midnight. Yes, Father. Von Grimm is diving. So I see, Fury. And Captain Midnight has sprung to his feet. Chuck Ram feels running to the plane. Ah, he's almost there. He grasps the edge of the rear cockpit and jumps in. Von Griff is getting lower. Oh, boy, doesn't he open fire? Von Griff is an excellent marksman, my dear, and he does not waste bullets. What is Captain Midnight doing? He is helping Parader to his feet. Ah, Von Griff is close. He's about to open fire. Ah! 
Quick, cut them. Chuck, ram through his open fire first. Von Griff is pulling away. Fineless creature. The raider's on his feet. Captain Midnight is helping him to the plane. Von Griff is coming toward us. He's going to land on the floor of the below. Come, we'll run to meet him. We did, you yellow cur. I will reprimand Von Griff. Ah, look, here, Chief. You do not blame me for not going down to that hill off stage to you. I would never have reached the ground alive. But your plane would have crashed into young Ramsey and perhaps into Captain Midnight, too. Maybe all right. But what good would that do me? You promised me a lot of money for this deal, and I want to leave to enjoy it. Anyway, they will not escape. Perhaps you are right. Where's Sanderson? I sent him over to see what is going on in Coast Street. Good. Where will he meet you? At our secret Splendid. Well, then, Von Griff, listen closely. Captain Midnight has taken one chance too many. He must never leave here alive. Uh, he is not going to. Don't worry about that. Well, what's to prevent his flying away? Have no fear, my dear. Now that he has listened to Parade's story and knows that I am here, you could not drive him away. Master is right. Captain Midnight will say to finish. As Osman reported. Yes, as he has seen. They've on the edge of the field across the ridge. He's completely surrounded by our men. No one will get out. Don't forget, Zollinger is undoubtedly a prisoner inside. Yeah, Osman knows that, and we'll be careful. Yeah. We've got everything under control, Von Griff. But we can't afford to make any slips. You will. Uh... Yes, ah, so I see, Fury. Get ready, Von Griff. You must take off at once. Shall I attack him in the air? No. Captain Midnight is too good a pilot, and young Ramsey is too good a shot. One single seater can't handle them. We can't afford to take any chances. And the bridge and land. Then will come your chance, Von Griff. Only then. Get him as he is landing. It'll be a simple matter to capture the others in the cabin. Captain Midnight is as good as dead right now. Does Captain Midnight realize the danger he's in? He certainly is unaware that Ivan Shark's men have surrounded the cabin where his friends have taken refuge. The net drawn by Ivan Shark is drawing closer and closer. Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. And now, here's a very important tip for every fellow and girl who's joining Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. When you call at your Skelly service station to join, the first thing you get is your official junior pilot's application card. Now, be sure to hold on to that, because, and here's my secret tip, there are some very important words on the back of that card that will help you solve a hidden mystery. I can't tell you about it now, but it's going to happen real soon. So now, if there are any of you fellows and girls who have not yet joined Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol, this is what to do. Have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station and tell your Skelly man you want to join the 1940 flight patrol and get your free spinning propeller medal of membership. Your Skelly man will do all the rest. Remember, it doesn't cost you a penny. So get in on the fun. Join up tonight. Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Can Captain Midnight escape this new trap Ivan Shark is setting for him? And what about Ma and Patsy Donovan and Pinky Drake and Slim Fool? Be sure to listen tomorrow.
Until then, this is Don Gordon, your skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! through Friday at the same time by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Choppers and Dealers. But now, I have a special message tonight for every one of those 800,000 young fellows and girls who joined Captain Midnight's Flight Patrol last year. Now, you know, Chuck and Patsy are urging all their friends of the radio audience to join the new 1940 Flight Patrol. And of course, all you veteran Flight Patrol members will be among the first ones to join up again this year to get in on all the new fun and adventure and free prizes that are coming. Because, of course, you know what great times we had last year. So, there are just two things I want to tell you. First, that you'll be doing all your friends a real favor if you'll tell them how they, too, can join the Flight Patrol and get their free junior pilot's application card and spinning propeller medal of membership and all the other free prizes that are coming later. Say, why not see how many new members you can get? And second, I just want to say that if you think you had fun last year, boy, you just wait until you hear about the things we have in store for you in the new 1940 Flight Patrol. Say, there'll be great times ahead for every red-blooded fellow and girl who joins up with Captain Midnight. Why, just think how much fun you'll have with that spinning propeller medal of membership alone. And will you be proud to show it to your friends and show them how to spin it and see where the pointer stops to decide who's the winner? Say, you'll find a hundred different ways of having fun with it. So listen, if you haven't already joined up, have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight. Tell your Skelly man you want to join the new 1940 Flight Patrol. He'll give you your junior pilot's application card, and he'll send right in to Skelly headquarters for your free bronze medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious new secret password, and he'll put your name on the list for all the other free gifts that are coming later. Remember, it doesn't cost you a single penny. So, see your skelly man and join the new 1940 Flight Patrol tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. Events are heading toward a grim climax. Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey finally fought off Shark's chief pilot, Von Fritz, as they were rescuing Juan Pereira, whose estate and cattle Shark had appropriated. While this was happening, Ma Donovan and her group had been waiting in their cabin for Captain Midnight and Chuck's return, guarding the wounded pilot they pulled from a plane. Suddenly, the roar of a plane overhead is heard, and Ma, Patsy, and Pinky rush out, thinking it's Captain Midnight. Slim stays inside to guard the prisoner. The plane dives over the field, and Pinky cries out. Are you not staying out there with one of the plane around? Hey, Captain Midnight, flying that plane? Gee, that's a 
midnight. Who is it? That's what I wish we knew. We ought to see which way he's going so we can tell Captain Midnight. If we ever see Captain Midnight again. You'll be here pretty soon, ma'am. Don't worry about that. We've got to go out and see which way that train went. He must be leaving the field. I can hardly hear him. That's right. Perhaps he's right, all right. Somebody ought to go out and see who, what's going on. Will you and Pinky go, Slim? Oh, no, that ain't too Patsy and I be left alone with this pilot. I'm not afraid of him, Ma. Besides, I've got Chuck's gun. We'd better let Patsy go, ma'am. Because she knows more about airplanes than we do. Now, I'll stay here in the cabin with you, ma'am. And Patsy and Pinky can go outside. Pinky won't let nothing happen to her. All right, then. But be careful, Patsy. And you keep your eye on her every minute, Pinky. I'll do that, ma'am. Come on, let's go. And don't be forgetting what Captain Midnight said. Maybe there's fellas on the ground, too. Oh, I'll be looking out for that. Hey, Patsy here's got Chuck's gun. Look over there in the corner. That pilot's watching us. Jumping, gee, horse flag, he sure is. Well, that's just what I told you before. He knows everything that's going on here just as sure as my name is Slim Poogie. Well, keep your eye on him, Slim. Patsy and I are going outside. Hey, wait a second. You better have some kind of a signal when you want to get back in. Well, how about three knocks? Like this. Yeah, that'll do all right. Come on, Pinky, before that plane gets away. I close the door. Don't be forgetting the signal. Let's go straight ahead, Pinky. Out to the edge of the field. Yeah, just a minute, Patsy. Just sort of look around a bit. Just to be sure nobody's hanging around that ain't got no business here. Gee, I guess that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on under this tree, Patsy. Okay. Now, a, a little bit closer. Real shady here. Now, stand real quiet, like, and start looking all around you. And you see if you're moving, other things will be watching you. But if you're standing still, then you can see other things that are moving. I looked all around, but I can't see anything. So right. I haven't seen a thing, so I guess we can move on. I can't hear that plane any longer at all. Can you? No, I can't, but I'm kind of hard hearing anyhow. Well, let's go up to the next tree trunk, and we can look out on the field. All right, but you lead the way, but don't get too far in front. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what's up? Don't move. Uh, did you see something? I think I do, but I'm not sure. Oh, what is it? I'm going to raise my arm, and you look where I'm pointing. There now. Do you see? I, I don't guess I do, Patsy. Do you see that big tree? It looks something like a fir. Yeah, I see that. Out to the left. Higher. About even with the top. Yeah, I'm a-looking. You see those two rocks? They're both round and smooth and one's higher than the other? Yeah, I see them. On top of the smaller rock, don't you see something resting on it? Calling rattlesnakes. You sure got sharp eyes, Patsy. It's a gun barrel, isn't it? It ain't nothing different. And at the back edge of the rock, isn't that the visor of a man's cap? That's just what it is, Patsy. By the horn toad. This don't look too good to me. But what's he pointing the gun at? Can't be us, or we wouldn't be able to see the barrel. Yes, let me take another look. He's aiming that gun at the cabin, Patsy. That's what. Gosh, Pinky, do you suppose he could see the door? No, there's a big tree right there. All that fellas are doing is being sure that no one comes out into the open. What are you looking at now? I'm looking for something I'm pretty sure to find. What is it, Pinky? Uh, in a minute, we're going back into the cabin, Patsy. But there ain't no use telling you more, because she's liable to get worried. Okay. You didn't tell me what you were looking for. Now, listen, Patsy. If that one fellow are covering the cabin from that side, there's probably some more from the other side. Gee, I never thought of that. What we got to look for is the most likely other places where a guard would be posted. Look back this way, Pinky. See that clump of bushes? Yeah, I see them. And I'll lay ten to one there's something bar, too. There. I saw something moving. Yeah, so did I, too. 
Now I see. There's a man standing up. But his head and shoulders are hidden. You're sure right. And what a shot. Why, to pick him off just as easy. Do you think you should? No, I guess not. It might start something we couldn't finish. Then again, it ain't giving the critter a chance. Pinky. Uh, yeah, Pinky. This is terrible. I'm not thinking of us. I'm thinking of Red and Chuck. When they come down to land, they won't see any other planes, so they'll think it's all right. But after they land, when they jump out... Oh, Pinky, I can't bear to think of it. I'm way ahead of you, Patsy. We're all in the tightest spot we've ever been. In the meantime, Captain Midnight, with Chuck and Senor Parada in the rear cockpit, has been flying toward the south, following Parada's directions. But suddenly, Chuck sees a black plane pursuing them, and Captain Midnight makes a vertical left turn down a narrow valley. Then, obeying Parada's shot, Captain Midnight turns vertically right into a rocky canyon. Listen as Chuck explains... We lost them, Red. Bravo. I did not think you could do it. We won't be able to continue with this canyon just in an hour. It does not. I have been through it many times. Well, keep a sharp watch behind, Chuck. I am. Please, and Deacon, be funny. Well, wait a minute. Did you see that black plane? Yeah. He continued down that narrow valley. We've given him the slip. Ah, good enough. We'd be at a disadvantage in a narrow place like this. Gee, we sure haven't got very much room. Our wingtips aren't missing the canyon walls by more than 25 feet. The canyon will not become any smaller, I assure you. Very soon now, we will come out. Oh, wait. I think I see the mouth right ahead. It sure is dark down here. And it gives one a spooky feeling. See, it is very dark. But soon we come out. There's the opening. Ah, we're almost out. Now, El Capitan Midnight, you must go out. You must climb the stairs into the hammer. Okay, I'll open the throttle and stick her nose up. How high do we have to climb? Not much more, because we are making the stretches very fast. We must go over the mountain top on our right. Well, that won't take long. We're almost there now. Oh, gosh, We're going up just like a balloon. I know this engine isn't that powerful. Remember what I told you about air currents and the mountain stuck. We're in a powerful updraft. Now, we are on top. Say, Chuck, look at that. Jimmy, get it. There's a link that Kenya Parade told us about. And it's as perfect a landing field as I ever saw. Perfect, which is hard as a rock. Yes, and even too. Ah, uh, that's what I like about it. You can land the airplane, El Capitan? Oh, you bet I can. You don't find many places like this. That is good. All right, get set back there. I better put the wheels down. Watch it, Kenya Parade. On the bank of this lake, in that direction, there is a spring of water. Among the trees behind is a hunting lodge. Many were the happy hours I spent with my father there. If my men are on these mountains, they will meet in the lodge at night. You wish to stay here and wait for them, then? Yes, I think that is best. Will you not wait with me? Oh, I'm sorry, senor, but I don't believe that's possible. As I explained to you, we have friends waiting for us in that cabin on the land you leased to the Americans for mining. Ah, that is so. Uh, then you will go and bring them back here. Yes, that's what we'd better do, Chuck. Now, and Patsy, we'd be much safer here than there. I wonder how far that field is. It can't be very far because we've been flying in the same general direction. Well, uh, how far away is that field, Senor Pareto? It is not so far. On foot, you would go over that hill to the west and down the canyon. Yes. It would be about six or seven miles. Oh, gosh, that's well. We can take off and be there in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Then you will return at once? Yes, Senor. We will return in half an hour. We will return in half an hour. What? Oh, they play. Chuck, look. Ways and beacons. This lake bed's nothing but a dried crust. 
Those seals have broken through into the mud. We're stuck, Red. Well, Captain Midnight and Chuck made a landing all right. But will they ever be able to get out? And in the meantime, Patsy and Ma Donovan, together with the faithful Pinky Drake and Slim Poole, are hemmed in by a ring of seals. What will happen next? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. And now, just a friendly warning to every red-blooded young fellow and girl. If you love mystery and excitement, be sure you hurry and join the new 1940 Flight Patrol right away. Because you certainly won't want to miss out on the thrilling adventure that's in store for every member. The great adventure that only the members of Captain Midnight's new 1940 Flight Patrol can take part in. And of course, you won't want to miss all those free gifts and prizes either. So, have Mother or Dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight and get your free junior pilot's application card right away. Meantime, your Skelly man will send right in for your swell spinning propeller medal of membership. The secret medal that's packed so full of fascinating features that it's a regular one-man sideshow. And remember, it doesn't cost you a single penny. So, see your Skelly man and join Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol tonight. Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Choppers and Dealers. What can Captain Midnight do now? His plane is hopelessly mired in the dried lake, and he and his friends seem to be at Ivan Shark's mercy. Or are they? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and... Happy landing! <laughs> Sent on a suicide mission to save France in World War I, Captain Red Albright, against 100 to 1 odds, successfully completed his mission and came back at midnight. From this moment on, with his sidekicks Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan, Captain Midnight led their secret squadron to fight evil, save the helpless, and spread freedom. Captain Midnight aired from 1939 to 1949, going from a regional show to a network national program. Red Albright was played by Bill Boucher, then Ed Prentice. Captain Midnight's evil nemesis, Ivan Shark, was played by Boris Aplon. These adventures were based, let's say quite loosely, on the show's creator's experiences in World War I. Creator Robert Burt served with the Lafayette Escadrille and was a pilot, once engaging eight enemy pilots, another time crashing in the infamous No Man's Land between trenches during a battle. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.